What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, hello, hello. So as a special Labor Day treat, uh, we'll be knocking out two episodes into one today. So we'll be talking first. We'll be talking about any current events or news that came up recently in the past week. And then after that, we're going to go shortly into our movie review. All right, guys. So how you been, Nick? Oh man, I'm amazing. What can I what can I tell you? Amazing. 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 I don't know why I felt I always love answering like that when people ask me how am I doing. I always tell them something like that, like I'm incredible, <laughs> and it just like it pauses people. Just they just yeah. stare at me like, wow, like, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. No, because then you know I just I I, I get tired of um, arbitrary questions with arbitrary answers. So it's like, how are you doing? Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people answer without even thinking about it. Yeah, but it's it's been a very um, a lot of news, and one thing we'll start off with uh, is this past week was the one year anniversary with uh, Chadwick Boseman passing away. Yeah. So uh, shout outs and prayers to their family for their loss, and everybody that were fans of his movies and him as T'Challa and Black Panther just wanted to say we love you all. We love Chadwick Boseman in his role, but you know what I mean? It's sad to see a great actor go. And I think his last role for Black Panther was for the What If series. That's he, crazy. He, he, he voiced it right before um, he passed away. It's crazy just because it's like you follow actors and they're fine. Like some other, obviously some actors, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They still leave and it's, it sucks either way, but some leave on such a crazy, like different notes, you know, so like, um, um, Brandon Lee left on one of the most iconic movies ever made, which is a crow. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny because, um, then you have, and then Chadwick Boseman, you know, he left, I mean, either way he left playing his most iconic role, Yeah. whether it's in that or in the, in the, 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 the what if series, which honestly the what if series is, it's more like just a cherry on top. Like yeah, I was still here. Yeah. But then you have somebody who like, um, and I probably don't think people know this, or that many people know this. Um, uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams was this weekend too. Well, Robin it's Williams' been- final role wasn't really a full role, but it was. Uh, it's the one with uh, Simon Pegg where he can wave his hand and anything he wants happens because of alien whatever. Like Paul. Paul. No, 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 no. Paul was an alien, but like in this one, he's just an average man that he gets given this ability. That if he wishes for something and waves his hand, he gets it. Okay. So, Robin Williams' final role technically was the voice of his dog. Oh, wow. So, it's like, obviously, that's not where you would have wanted him to kind of yeah. step out in. But, you know, he has he has more than any other actor's iconic roles. Like, I can, I can name like 10 movies that, he, like, never... Oh, no. Like, yeah, he's legendary. And so, but yeah, it's, it's just it's just a kind of weird thing. I just don't go. I can literally say out of my top 10 movies of all time, I think he's like at least three of them. At least three of those movies. Every movie he's always, he always had something to make me f- like rethink of like certain ideas, like Bicentennial Man, the, you know, Idea of Humanity, the. Dead Poet Society. That got me into poetry. Actually. Really? Yeah. Um, Good the- Will Hunting. Which, no, that's just that was just a killer. And he was a supporting actor. He wasn't even his main role. Patch Adams, Jumanji. 
It's so funny. Um, with uh, I was watching something the other day about the the Good Will Hunting where they were talking about uh, actors who go off script, and he used to go off script so much, and they let him do it because he would go off script in a dramatic role and still include comedy, and it was and it still worked. Yeah, because I think in Good Will Hunting he added the part where it's like about how his wife farted or something like that. Oh yeah, but then it's crazy how it organically still worked for the role. Yeah, I know. Talking about being um, like off cuff. Yeah, there's a movie coming out. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. was, I think it was called the uh, the Sun. I I think it's called, I think it's called the Sun. No, it's not the called the Sun. I'm trying to remember the name. What is it about? Um, it's so the movie evol- revolves around uh this missing kid that that uh is he's deaf. And they, the dad goes to look for him. Okay. But in this movie, the the main actor, I'm trying to remember the name. I'm the only thing that got me was the, just the 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 comment commentary of what it is that he wasn't given a, stri- a script. Who wasn't the main actor? I have to I have to look it up. The, but, the one who plays the deaf actor. The no, deaf no, no, no. The son, the father. Okay. The one that plays the father. He he's not given a script for the movie, so. What they do is they, I guess they brought him in, and then he just he reacted to, to everybody else's reaction of the story of the movie being shot. So because I guess the director wanted the audience to feel like they're on this journey with him, so his reaction are supposed to be closely tied to what he felt at the moment of what he was hearing from the other people. That could be brilliant, or it could be. De- you know, can be devastating a little bit. The only reason I say that is because let's say if he's a method actor, right? So he completely hones into the idea of who he's supposed to be. Then he can react naturally, you know, Hey, this happened. He reacts like he would, if he was that character. Now, if he is, let's say he's just an actor who tries to play the yeah. biggest he can. Then every time they give him a role like that, then you're going to see his eyes go to the left because then he's going to try to think and imagine and create the best scenario yeah, for that. Yeah, so it's with James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Je- James McAvoy and Claire Foy. Okay, and you don't know the name yet? It's called My Son. My Son. Not The Son. I thought it was called The Son, but it's called My Son. My Son, like in The Son, or Son, like son in is, My Son? Like, S-O-N, Son, like my oh, child, because he's looking for his son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess his James son McAvoy. is, from the story um, I was hearing, that his son is, like, deaf, and he's gone missing. He's going out to find him. So you literally are... I don't know how because we know mostly most movies are shot multiple takes. Mm-hmm. So I guess his I guess his initial reaction is what he's hearing, he's responding to. So I don't know if they're taking that or mm-hmm. they're re- have him redo that emotion again. I don't know how it's, I don't know how it's going to be taken because I don't know if it was done in order if the film was shot in order because if you give him the twist that because I guess there's a twist in the movie, if you give him the twist at the end, then it just defeats the whole purpose of every emotion filmed afterwards because you already know what's coming up but i thought that was if it was shot like with in chronologically i think that would be a great idea just to see where it goes with um so okay that brings up a good question for me though because yeah so you like that whole idea made me think of shelly duvall okay so in the shining um the director purposely just tormented this woman stanley kubrick stanley kubrick 
literally from what I've what I've heard accounts yeah. over, he tormented her on purpose to get the reaction that he wanted, right? To get that, like a very raw reaction, which obviously worked. Now, do you think? Let's say you're an actor and you're like, listen, um, I mean, he, they're not going to tell you what you're going to do because then they don't want you ready for it. Yeah. They're like, listen, do you want to have a brilliant thing? Like, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, do you think it is worth the role? Because then you think about it, you think about people like, uh, uh, um, um, why am I blanking on his name every time I think of um, the one who played uh, 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 Joker? Keith Ledger? Keith Ledger. Yeah. Who obviously, because of the role, went through mental mental health problems. Yeah. So do you think it's worth the art to sacrifice your mental health? I, I want to see. No, it's obviously not the, it's not like, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not healthy. We can see that. It's not healthy. Sometimes, but like, okay. sometimes, we, unfortunately mm-hmm. it's not healthy, but unfortunately we did get the best performance mm-hmm. out of that. Like, unfortunately with Heath Ledger's character, we got the best performance out of what we we now know what is Joker on screen. Yeah. Other than Joaquin Phoenix's Which, character. You know, he could still walk around with scars too. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I find it such an interesting, you know which movie really truly depicted that whole idea was uh, Black Swan, which was, again, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to get a perfect performance? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just find that so interesting just because, it's like I mean obviously the choice is not ours the choice is to artists so but it's just interesting it's like would you really prefer the artist or like with the work I don't know yeah it's just it's just an interesting argument I just don't wanted to bring it up it's almost like also the whip whiplash yeah the well whip. that yeah the, the idea that was more encompassing with that which is yeah, he he would he would rather sacrifice everything in his life his relationship with his family his relationship with his girlfriend and everything to be the best drummer so, but yeah, so I don't know if it's, but is it to be the best actor or to, well, the, to give the best the, performance? Yes. Okay. So, so here's a question with, with that. Okay. Is it their intention? Here's my question with that. Is their intention to be, I want to give the best performance as in, I'm going to act it to give the best outcome of that, or am I going to encompass this character involved invest in emotionally, mentally into this character that I become them. Yeah. So there's a difference of what I'm becoming this character or I'm giving my best performance of a portrayal of this actor. Well, the thing is giving your best performance a portrayal of the character. It, it's kind of like, a, uh, you know, how about this bird and the egg, chicken and the egg type thing. Yeah. Because in order to give your best performance as an actor, some people feel that you have to give, you have to dive into the role of becoming that character. Exactly. Yeah. Become that method actor. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You have actors like, uh, I'm not sure if this is because of his art or whatever, but Shia LaBeouf is somebody who suffered mental health problems. For, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but, he, he's, a, he's a strong method actor too, supposedly. Well, yeah, from what I understand, he literally does dive into the role. Like, I think he went to the military or something like that for... For Fury, or, uh, he he did stuff that was. Or even for tax collector, he to encompass the yeah, the, the tattoo, the tattoos all over his chest. He's yeah. playing a monk. He's playing a, a a priest, a pope, I think, a young pope or a young priest or a monk or mm-hmm. Buddhist in his next movie. So I don't know if he's diving into finding spirituality out of that and inv- investing in his time into that also. But it it depends. I guess they have actors who have to see. 
I don't know how they choose their movies. I, I would be interested to talk to somebody and be like, how do you choose your movies? Well, the, not, not because of the best role, the best. Well, what, I guess what fits them the, the best. Well, it's obviously it's almost like, um, like anything else. Like, you know, a psychiatrist, you find the person with the most interesting case or a doctor with them. You find the most interesting diagnosis script. or, you know, uh, a tattoo artist. You look for the most interesting piece that's going to highlight your work, highlight your art. Yeah. Highlight your ability. So... It's the same thing for an actor. It's almost like if you're an actor who's well known for comedy and you pick the most dramatic role ever, it might not work for you. Yeah. Unless you're trying to change. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. You're just trying to find the work that highlights your abilities, period. True. Okay. I, I see. I see you that way. But we should, you know what? Anybody out there that's an actor that listens, call us, hit us up. We'll get you on. So we could talk about things in the industry and what do you do and, you know what I mean? I want to learn from somebody in the first-hand perspective on how they pick the roles and what what leads them to into like method acting or just very theatrical acting and out of the box type stuff. But on to the next subject. So last week we were we were discussing, which is funny. This is a, this is the craziest thing about it. So yeah. last week we when we did our episode, we were talking about CinemaCon twenty twenty one that was coming out and then a lot of uh, speculations of what might be released. And one of them was Spider-Man No Way Home. And right. I and I remember telling you, like, this is kind of what they're talking about that's going to be portrayed into the movie, into the into the trailer. Yeah, the, 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 the supposed the, the theory or the supposed leak. And motherfucker, I was kind of like 90% right on that. And I was when it finally dropped, I was like, shit, it was right. It was straight on. Somebody leaked it. And then funny enough is that after we recorded it two hours later, mm. somebody actually leaked the trailer that we were just talking about. And I posted. No, but it's funny like, because they leaked something. And then the next day they actually just released the actual trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, because Sony was presenting that Monday and it released Sunday. Mm -hmm. the, like the very bad footage one. But there's a lot of things that did come out of uh, CinemaCon 2021. Let's get into it. So the first one was that uh, they did a, I think, a 10 minute teaser for a 10 minute. Yeah. 10 minutes of no, t uh, no time to die. So the, the, the James Bond one, the James Bond movie. OK, so they did uh, like the uh, like a 10 minute clip. I think it was the opening mm -hmm. and they released that. They they didn't put too much detail to what is going on, but I know that it's coming out October 8th. These are quick. But how is it going to come out, though? I think it's, it's theatrical only. Okay. Uh, the next one was, it's a Sylvester Stallone movie. It's called Samaritan. So in this one, he's a former superhero. Uh, that is like He looks retired and everything, and he's trying to force his way back into action. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit so of... So it has been kind of like, kind of like Hancock? Yes. They haven't released a trailer. They just talked about it, what, what it was going to be. Um, but it pretty much highlights him from what I'm saying. It was like, he's running through, he's running through bullets with a massive sledgehammer getting hit by a car. So it's almost like Hancock, but Hancock, he's choosing not to. Well, yeah, he does. He just kind of over, but this one is like a, it's kind of, it kind of sounds like the wrestler meets superheroes. Yeah. Remember the movie, the wrestler? Yeah. With, uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. So he's trying to get back into action after being okay. out of the game for so long. They came out with trailer. They had a new look for for 
this is a double thing we wouldn't talk about it, but uh, included into this one. So mm-hmm. they did a new look into the Batman. So they did the same trailer with a little bit of extra footage mm-hmm. of the Batman, but they did a three-hour um, preview at Warner Brothers headquarters of the movie. Three hours? What, what the fuck? The, the Bro, what kind of preview is three hours? That seems the movie. Like, that's what I'm saying. They, so they showed the movie. Yeah, well, it was a screening. <laughs> they say preview. No, they said, called it a preview. <laughs> you said three-hour preview. I'm like... Okay, yeah, how long I is the movie that's that how they pronounce it. Oh, it's a three-hour preview, but it's it was literally they saw the the screening of of uh, the Batman. Okay, and it's apparently the film that they saw is three hours long, and from their response, no spoilers that they were giving was that it's like almost like a horror movie. It was very really dark, gritty, violent. Nice. They loved da- uh, Paul Dano's character in the movie. Oh, who was Paul Dano's character? Um, I think he was the Riddler. Okay. I think he's a Riddler. He's one of the villains. I think he was a Riddler, if I'm not mistaken. So there is Paul Denner the the one from um, what's that movie with uh, um, um, Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, which there's a lot of movies with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the actor. Um, is he also from uh, um, darn it, the oil movie, the Wicked? He was in a Swiss Army Man. He okay, was so Ru- yeah, no, now now I get who he is now. I'm just gonna think of he was in Prisoners. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, Prisoners. Um, no, I I think he, he be, was in the Girl Next Door. I can't wait to see his portrayal of Joker then, because I can Not see Joker. him. I'm sorry, the the Riddler. The Riddler. I think he's a Riddler. Yeah, I can see that. I can see him pl- like portray somebody who values intelligence over anything else. He's in that. a fuck uh, the Batman with a brain teaser. Fuck him up with a brain teaser. Amen. So yeah, so he supposedly is like it was really dark, gritty, violent, and um, emotional. So that's what what the director was trying to go with. So and basically, he's trying to make an equivalent of um, the Joker. I think so. They and they also said that uh, Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. it was one of the best portrayal of Catwoman. Really? Yes. One of the best. One of the best. I can't wait to see it. I, 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 Selena Kyle. I know. So, so that's who we got. They, had, I saw like a small clip of uh, what what she looks like, and it looks like she has that. Um, I don't want to say. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to see. It's not uh, from Tim Burns Batman. It was like real leathery, and it's not Halle Berry's. So they have like that middle ground. What she looks like. Which was close to the comics right now. Yeah. Currently. So yeah. So so yeah. So they they loving the movie. I don't think it's gonna come in at three hours. Well, I mean, maybe they maybe they took the uh, they I, took um, this move this guy's movie as inspiration. Zack Snyder's version of uh, Just League as inspiration. Yeah. Be like, you know something. They've been they have done some reshoots in the past few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It's just to tidy up small things that they want to clear up. Yeah. But. I'm hoping I, I don't I don't I don't think it's gonna be less than two hours and a half. I don't think so. I don't think it should be. Honestly, like movies should be an event. Like it's very you know, a movie shouldn't have to be something you could just absorb for two hours. If you're gonna do a big movie, make it a big like some of the most iconic movies in in, in like I don't know where this idea that movies have to be under like a certain amount of time to be good when every movie that breaks box office records is over three hours. Yeah. Titanic, Avatar, Endgame. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
so all these movies that break box office obviously don't follow that rule. So then why, how's that rule still relevant? I think it's like, don't get me wrong. I think it's, I'm not going to watch dumb and dumber for three hours. You no, know, of like, course, of course it's, I guess it's, it, it falls into the, either the anticipation and the lore of the movie. If it's something like a slap comp, like slaps a comedy that I know they're going to be like, Oh, it's, Anything more than an hour forty five, people are not going to watch it. They're that's what I'm saying. Like any movie that you have to build a trust with the audience to watch, yeah, maybe that's fine. You don't want to give three hours because it might might be too overwhelming. But any movie that you already have that you, you have that audience, you have that fan period, base already. Sta- sta- yeah, sta- Batman people are going to watch it. Period. So you know, all give these us other what movies, we want. Yeah, so just allow it to be three hours, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I believe that. I so. agree with that. So what else is on the news? Oh, uh, the next. There was a more things that were released. There was. Uh, oh, so uh, on CinemaCon, right? Yeah, CinemaCon. Right. These are yeah. the things, these are the like, the major things that came out. Okay. So the next one was uh, they did more footage of ha- uh, Halloween Kills. Which, I'm, I okay. So the first one, I was actually I liked it. I um because I liked the premise of it. I don't know if I was uh, completely in love with it, but I did like it. Now, Halloween Kills, because this is a sequel on a sequel, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm hoping it's going to be better. Because the trailer already came out. Mm-hmm. That he survived. But this, I guess this one showed footage of somebody that is, I think it might have been um, Jamie Lee's Curtis character trying yeah. to rip, rip, uh, trying to rip away, rip off uh, Jason's mask in, the, in this mm-hmm. footage that they released. So, but this was coming out October 15th. I think they're competing with. Um, what was the other movie? 007. I think it's coming out that same weekend. Yeah. So I want to see what happens there. I, I'm more excited about the the Halloween movie because I, you know, the thing about movies and I mean, them them holding it off like this. It just like I told you before, once you announce it, there's an excitement built. Yeah. But if you if you take too long in trying to produce it, then you just dude. there was movies I didn't even think about. Like, wait a minute. What happened to that movie? Like, yeah. There's so many movies that fall in that category where it's like you saw the trailer, you were excited about it, you were ready to watch anything when it came out, and then like you completely just lost track of the movie. Yeah. So, anyways, the next one was uh, the Northman. Okay. It's a Robert Eggers movie. Robert Eggers, he did um, the Lighthouse and the Witch. Okay. So this one is is called Northman, and it's more the Vikings, and the first footage of the film it. Best, I guess they described it as the witch meets Braveheart. So there's there's uh, supernatural elements to it. I guess supernatural elements in a Viking setting. Okay. And who's gonna be in? Who's like? They haven't they haven't said the cast yet. Okay. Oh wait, they they did. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, and uh, Anya Taylor Joy. That is very huge age gaps right there. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, well, let's see what they come out with. Yeah, the next one was, uh, the next one was uh from the team of Sinisters is with Ethan Hawke, and it's called the Black Phone. The Black Phone. Yeah, this one is so the Black Phone is a short story. It's adapted from the short story they're making into a movie. Okay. So the, it's it's called the Joe Hill story. It's a, a it's a Joe Hill short story. So this one, I'm gonna read the synopsis for this one. I mm. just read it. So it's called John Finney is locked in a basement that's stained with blood of half a dozen other murdered children. In the cellar with him is an antique cell phone long long since disconnected 
but which rings at night with the calls from the dead. Okay. So they did a, I think they did a trailer to that. And what things that I don't, it sucks right now is that a lot of the trailers that they're showing are like, some of them have not even been released yet to the public. Anything that was shown in CinemaCon hasn't been released. You know, what's so weird is that like, we're at the, we're at the age where a Nikon, like not Nikon, the Nokia, the old Nokias are basically considered like antique. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's kind of a wow. Okay. All right. Let's let's. So then the yeah. next two were the. The next two were Tom uh, Tom Cruise movies. So they did it. They showed that like the first fifteen minutes opening of Tom uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. So which is supposedly is like follows like almost like not shot for shot but like the feel of the original of the first one. Okay. And then the other one was Mission Impossible. They showed a footage of him doing a stunt. Apparently, he is driving on a motor on a motorcycle fall off a cliff, free falling, then pulling a parachute. <laughs> Dude, you know how old is that man? Fifty <laughs> eight. Uh, is he? I feel like I he's older. I swear he was older. But it's just so crazy that he's just like they're still doing these huge stunt movies. Yeah, you know, this guy, I think he was trying to trying to fly a jet plane. Like, he wanted to pilot a jet plane. They told him no. <laughs> he's 59. He's 59. I'm he didn't just do it. He, he can. He was trying to go into space. I think he was trying uh, the last movie he was trying to go into space. He, he actually wanted to go into space, not <laughs> CGI or anything. All right, so the next two uh-huh. was... The next three, I'm sorry. The next three. So the first, the next one we're going to talk about a little bit more was Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was released. Okay. What were your thoughts on it? I know we discussed it that it was released, but, but I wanted to Excitement get and fear at the same time. Excitement and fear? Yes. Please elaborate. I want to hear this. Okay. So I am excited. You know, Spider-Man, it's cool. I, I, I like the premise. Um, however, the fear... The fear is that it's going to be, um, and I, I don't know if I, I feel like I made this word up, like episodic. Like it feels like it, it feels like it can fall into the category of, you remember the, 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 the family guy episode where Stewie and, and, and Brian jump dimensions. Yes. Like, I just don't want it to be that. Like if they go to, to another dimension and now they're in this huge epic battle that might call, you know, stuff like that. Like, I just hope there's weight. Yeah, because I don't want it to be something where they go to another dimension, they defeat who they have to defeat, and just go back to this this world here like nobody ever knew what happened. Yeah, there's no way to that. Like I want it to be whatever happens is impactful to all the multiverse and all this stuff. Like it has weight to it. Yeah, because if it's just something where he just jumps to another uh, place and he sees that somebody else has it worse than him, then he comes back to his situation like it's all good. That's gonna feel like an episode of a TV show. Like, what is the lesson you learned, Spidey? Like, <laughs> I don't want it to be that way. I want it to have a full impact, full weight of something that's going to be basically tear the universe apart, whatever. Um, now, the question is how, because obviously uh, there's a lot of people from different universes that already exist. Yeah. So now the and question. And they showed a lot of them. The, the only one they actually showed mm-hmm. physically was Doc, Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Alfred Bellina's character, but you had the bomb from Green Goblin from Spider-Man. You had the what looks like a dust cloud or a sandstorm, which is apparently they say is going to be um, 
Sandman. Mm-hmm. They had the yellow lightning, which is supposedly is Electro, because yeah. but in the Amazing Spider-Man it was blue, and then and then there was one, and it was a split seconds, and I had to rewatch it, and you could see there's a a point in that Peter is looking at like almost like talking to somebody, and you see somebody jumping at him. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the lizard, but there was a one of those uh, Doctor Strange's guard walls to stop him from attacking. So we think that's the lizard mm-hmm. that was trying to attack him. So I'm hoping it's something where kind of like the 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 other movie, the one uh, with uh, Miles Morales, where though like. The, the 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 walls are melting and people from those worlds are coming into ours. Yeah. So he's still having to de- he's still in his own world. He's still dealing with what he's dealing with. But you know those all those multi multi dimensional characters start coming into our world. What happened if they make it like that, like spider the into the Spider Verse, but just with No Way Home? They just did a live action version <laughs> of it. I'm just hoping something like that where like you see him fighting these characters and he can't do it on his own. All of a sudden. You know, hey, is that so and so above me, ready to help me out? Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. You know. True. I don't know. Now that you think, now you talk about it like that, because now it's it's very hard. Like it's hinting hard on Sinister Six, six. and we we want to know who's the. Six. I hope it's a implied, and then established in another movie. But this one should just be super heavily implied. Yeah. Or at least it would be cool as if let's say he does go to another universe. And he deals with those individual characters and and whatever. Yeah. And somebody tells him, "You, the, we exist in like they exist in your world. You have to find them because they will re- reveal themselves. Like, yeah, they let you know that you will have the Sinister Six six in Spider Man's actual world. True, but they <laughs> might not be the same people, whatever. So that'd be a cool way to suggest in there, like, yo, all these people exist in your world. They just haven't revealed themselves yet. Yeah." Or there, yeah, that's that'd be true. That'd be cool. Could oh man, I can't I can't wait a few more months. I just let's see what it because the thing is is that we're also, um, it's it's the direction of the MCU. I'm guessing so like because uh, Spider Man is a heart at this point. Spider Man has become the heart of the whole series. So it's like it kind of implies yeah. to where the where it's gonna head to. Yeah. So uh, that's why I can't wait for the next movie because it's gonna imply where we're going now. Well, and Shang Chi is gonna be up heavily suggesting where we're going because yeah. this comes out this weekend. So we're gonna see what where it goes with that because I think that's gonna. I think from people that that saw the premiere, mm-hmm. um, they were saying that a lot. They without spoiling, they didn't spoil it, but they were saying that a lot of the movies, uh, a, a lot in this movie, it's kind of gearing to where you think. No way home might be heading towards okay into some into some degree or have would give you more like predictions okay of what my what might lead to okay so the last two things was they did the trailer which has not been released of the matrix resurrection so I just wonder what the story is gonna be I'm really curious on that one because so the, obviously they they kind of concluded it so now. And like, what is, because uh, I believe, because that, that obviously is contradictory because the lady who played uh, um, Trinity is coming back. Yeah. So in this trailer from people were like how they were describing it was yeah. uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in the movie. Interesting. He's a therapist. Okay. And his he is a therapist to Thomas, which is Keanu Reeves' character. Okay. 
And he keeps giving him blue pills as a treatment to suppress his his memories of his previous life or previous uh, actions that he had. And um, I guess they go down the he goes down this rabbit hole that he keeps, I guess, getting flashbacks or memories. And so they did not bring back Lawrence Fishburne's character. They brought um, Aya Abdul. Uh, Martin the second, which is a black manta. He's from mm. the get down. Yeah, they brought him, and he's heavenly. So apparently, his appearance is very true to what Morpheus with the trench coat, the all black, bald head. I guess, and he's supposedly, I guess, a younger version of Morpheus or a, a resurrection oh. of Morpheus. Wait, so is this one of the failures? I'm not sure. Because remember, he said that this was the sixth time we've done it. Sixth time he's, they've done this. So I'm wondering if... So I don't know if this one is... This This is a seventh? Maybe the other one was considered a failure even though he got to the end? I don't know. Or previously, this is one of... Uh, uh, like A previous one? A previous iteration of that story? Yeah, that's why you have a young Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, it could be. But then, then the Trinity thing is a little confusing. Yeah, Trinity's back. So uh, there's Jessica Henwick, Jonathan Groff. So I'm not sure, and and I really people write what they saw, but I actually want to see mm-hmm. to get my own interpretation of what they're trying to portray in okay. the trailer. And that's one of the worst things that they have not released it yet. And it's been over a week, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to stress that enough. Well, the only I can think the only the reason that this Spider Man is because um, they only did Spider Man because it's. Uh, um, it, it it was already kind of spoiled, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So because of that, that's why people were just like, you know, might as well just let it go. Might as well release it. <laughs> just, just 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 yeah. put it out there now. Yeah. I guess they were just waiting for Sony to premiere it mm-hmm. at nine thirty, and they released like at nine forty five. It was like right after. So the last one to top it off the whole thing with um, comic uh, cinema con was they actually showed the movie of. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And it got a lot of great reviews and it was like I guess it was fun and magical. Well, I got I've already raved about the the trailer as far as I like the idea of what it's going to represent. Because again, I always said that if you're going to do a long-standing uh, reboot of the of the series or you're going to try to like do a a sequel, don't do a sequel because then you're going to have to bring everybody back. Create a story based in that world. Yeah. I think that's the best way to kind of honor the original movie and then do something new. Create a story that could only exist in that world. Kind of like um, uh, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, that was, a, that was a great example for that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't necessarily have to make it the direct sequel to the first one. Just create a story that can touch on different characters. But for the most part, it's a story that can only exist in that world. Yeah, true. So, and lastly, outside of CinemaCon, mm-hmm. what we got was um, the teaser, I guess, photo sets of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which has um, Kaya Scordellino, Scordellino, I can't pronounce her name right, Scordellino, <laughs> Avon okay. Jogai. 
And then they also had Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper, Hannah John Kamen, and Nathan Dales, all portraying the characters from the game of Resident Evil. And you know what's funny is that I, I, I get they have the casting, but there's some people that are so nitpicky with with when it mm. comes to like adaptations from changing. Sometimes people are like, oh, gender swaps, like they don't want that. Not they have like this gripe with that they um with Leon's character, I guess because he's Hispanic, so they did a gender swap to a Hispanic guy when he was a white guy in the movie, in the game. People were some people were griping about that. Which I'm like, just get over it. They're gonna get right up about any of it. you know, honestly what was it? I was watching something where the original Jean Grey or the one the girl who played Jean Grey in the original uh, X Men movie, uh-huh. she was indicating how she was so kind of frustrated because people were breaking down like the weirdest things for the character, like her hair color and this and that. And in my head I'm like, that's the thing, people are so focused on the physicality, like the physical features of the character. Which are important to a certain degree. Yeah. If the characteristics of the, their physical nature is relevant to them. Because some, sometimes I don't think it's that relevant. You know? Some characters are not necessarily based on their look. They're based on their, their who they are as an act, like character. Yeah. Um, But the red hair thing got me. Because I'm like, really? That's 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 the only thing that's ever been important about that's, Jean That's Grey. my thing. It's, it's weird with... If it's a comic book character, right? A lot of... Not one character... Like let's say let's take Wolverine. Mm-hmm. All his comics had different variations, one shots, short series. They never look the same. He always has, depending on who's the story writer and the artist with it, they have a certain look. So you can't just say like, "Oh, she's supposed to have blonde hair or this streak," mm-hmm. or she's supposed to have like red hair or whatever. I'm like, maybe there's a variation out there that she doesn't have red hair. She doesn't have to stick to what your idea your idea of what, let's say, Jean Grey was or what your idea of what Leon was, even though Leon was a video game character and they kept them close to form, but just because they had somebody that's Hispanic looking a little mm-hmm. bit, is you going to give shit about it? I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here, bro. Is this a stupid thing to hang up on? Like I said, like, for example, to this day, I'll never forget, um, and don't get me wrong, this the, the other actor who plays Kingpin, I think is perfect. Yeah. But the first time when they came out with Kingpin as... Um, that one actor from the Green Mile. No, the actor from the Green Mile. Oh, Michael uh, Clark Duncan. He passed yes. away. I thought that was brilliant. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, physically speaking, you know, the guy can play the role. He's intimidating. He's jolly, whatever. He is a person who technically is fat. Like in the movie, he, he likes the fat, yeah. but he he's a physical force. And that's one thing I loved about the character of of um kingpin is that although they they've said in the comics although he is a super fat guy he was always muscular muscularly intimidating and faster than he should have been so even though his appearance does not indicate it he was a physical force to be represented yeah and michael Clark duncan i think played that role per- would have oh, played definitely. that role perfectly yeah now, and again Vanessa, i think Vanessa del Toro was his name oh no i forget his name the guy now because the guy now is brilliant, but I'm just saying for that time, I think Michael Curtin Duncan was good. But that's a perfect example. What I mean is you don't necessarily have to follow the code. Of, and like, like I said, you can't have a... Vincent Del You can't have Del-O-Fio. a character. If, they, if they're, they're being a certain race is it, it pertinent to the character itself, Yeah, that's fine. You keep it that race because there's a reason for that. Like 
you know, you're not going to pick like, um, um, you're not going to pick a character, a character in the comics that, you know, one type of race or whatever, if everything about that character in the comics is based on them being, you know, something that like race, that, like, yeah. you know, no, so, like Magneto. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to replace Magneto with, um, somebody else who is, who does not, cannot pull the role off as far as aesthetically, you know, whatever, because yeah. his whole character is based on the fact that he was, he was Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. And, yeah, exactly. But I don't, it's going to be weird to do a current one, a current Magneto that. What? Because of the, how, how long ago the Holocaust was. So I don't know. Yemi, if it was yeah. old, if it's going to be an older character throughout the whole time, then that's. And bring it to 2021. 20. I mean, you do a period piece, I guess. You can, but if they're trying to make him, make him into current times, then they would have to explain the age. If they're going to make him look younger, unless okay. it's like, oh, he's able to anti-age himself. They end up giving him a 30-year-old man with a great... They're just going to paint his hair silver. Yeah. He's a silver fox. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our movie review. What up, everyone? Welcome back. And now we're getting into our movie review. What movie did we review this week, Nick? All right. So we are going to review the Jason Momoa uh, movie on Netflix called Sweet Girl. Um, so just to give you kind of a brief description on the movie, it's about a, a family that's uh, dealing with the, the mother and the family suffering from cancer. And, um, and then there's a part, basically what happens is there, the father is told that there is a medic is a drug that will save her life. And then because of business, uh, decisions or whatever, they stop the sale of the drug, which, and then the wife passes away, which causes a huge thing where the husband now seems like he's going after the, the people that seeking revenge, seeking revenge after the, 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 the big pharma. Yeah. Um, so remember, this is a spoiler full, so we're going to go into all the details of this movie. So at first, I'll be honest with you, for a while in the movie, I was kind of bored kind of thing. It's, the action was cool and everything. It was just that none of it felt, it felt kind of wonky a little bit. Uh, okay. Like I kept, like, I kept on wondering why, like they didn't really, to me, really showed you why the. The father was qualified to do half the things that he was doing. Like they didn't say he was like, and I, maybe maybe that's just me being nitpicky. But they didn't say like he was ex-military and like that, and that he yeah. was doing all this stuff. And um, and also you know what it is every good because I felt like they were trying to make like a a kind of uh, um, how was that movie um, that movie with Tommy Lee Jones where he was like a marshal, the fugitive. Yes. I felt like it was going to feel like one of those kind of big movie impactful where there's a very cat and mouse situation. This person's figuring all this stuff out and it kind of I, the way it's filmed, it kind of felt like that. Yeah. But it didn't feel in, I didn't feel invested in it. And I think I, I for the first, for pretty much the most of most of the runtime of the movie, because obviously something happens towards the end that kind of just throws everything off. But yeah. I think the reason I didn't feel that impact was because obviously like, the uh, refugitive was impactful because it was Harrison Ford against Tommy Jones. Yeah. In this case, the actress who played the FBI agent, I didn't feel like there was, I, she 
she didn't like basically she wasn't on my regis- my radar. Yeah, she was off. She felt like very kind of like you can kind of ignore her type thing, and that that's what I'm saying. Like she should have been um more intense character, especially if the whole thing about her and him, like the connection that she shared with the girl, stuff like that, should have been way more impactful. Um. Okay. So. So before we get into it. Okay. Go ahead. Before we get into the whole thing. Yes. Just to explain how off-putting it was, and 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 it's gonna be weird when I have my review at the end. It took me three times, three tries to finish this movie. Really? Yeah. The first time I watched it, I fell asleep with the first half hour. <laughs> I just knocked out. I was like, I I can't, and I just fell asleep watching it. It just it and just then, didn't feel as impactful. It was and weird. Then the, yeah, and the second time I was watching it, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, let me play a video game. I'm like, I was like that bored. Mm-hmm. Towards the, and then. But the third time, I'm like, you know what? Let me just actually sit down <laughs> and watch through this because I'm like, I'm I'm ready. I already did it twice and and I failed at it. Let me at least succeed mm-hmm. once. And boy, I'm happy I did. No, it's 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 very so, few movies. It's weird how some movies just can be saved by the ending or the, the twist. twist in it. Yeah, because there's so many movies I've I've seen movies like that where it's like you watch the whole thing, you're like, damn, it's so boring. I don't like. I was like so not into it, and then all of a sudden, this one thing happens, and you're like, "Whoa!" This whole movie just because the thing that felt also wonky—not just that the FBI agent that's following didn't really feel like it had a an actual relationship, or didn't have as much impact in the movie—was that I didn't know why they kept on pursuing. No, why they kept on referring to the girl um, and her talents? Because I'm like, okay, that's obviously going to play a part in the movie, but that. I couldn't see where it was playing a part. So I'm like, yeah. where her father showed like that she was like doing this, like all the, the fighting and then MMA. this girl goes over her education level and all this other stuff. So I'm like, all that is fodder for something. All that is, is, is kind of something to justify something, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, is she going to take over her dad's business and thing? And she just like, she's going to be better than him. Stuff like that. Like I kept on thinking it was going to be something like that. So, but, so when the twist actually happened, it completely threw me for a loop. I was like, I literally, I think that was when I actually paid attention to the movie. Yeah. That's when that shit that got like, real. It really like, caught my attention. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, what, what just happened? What's going on? Like, so, okay. Right, so the twist is, yeah, is that uh, throughout the whole movie, we see Jason Momoa's character. And this is one thing that I, I was trying to get into. Maybe you could help me explain it. So Jason Momoa's character, um, his wife dies, Nick said, and his his main and I thought this was gonna be his main villain. I thought it was gonna be the the CEO of the pharmaceutical company. I thought yeah. that was gonna be his big bad. That they're that's gonna what go. they set you up to believe. Yeah, and he kills him quick. Yeah, and then no, he he sends a, he tries to kill him, and they send a hitman because he was digging into him, and uh-huh. and and it looked like a failed attempt. And he goes and kills the 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 president or the CEO of the pharmaceutical company, but he keeps digging and keeps going. I'm like, bro, why? The whole time I was like, why the fuck you got who you needed? Why do you need to go further? Well, they needed to. He needed to figure out who was. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they needed to figure out who because the whole point is that this they're setting this person up to be the killer, so he needs to know who was actually pulling the strings so they can go after that person. Person. Yeah. yeah. So then, how Nick said the big twist at the end was that uh, oh, Rachel's character, uh, by played by Isabel Mer- Merced, was Jason Momoa the whole time. So she, she was almost she saw herself uh, as, as her father, her, as her father doing all these things that her father would have done. At the end, you see the the FBI agent on the roof, 
and uh, saying that your name is Rachel, you have a bunny, and you like yeah, that threw me off when she said you have. We've been talking on the phone. I'm like well, I've been talking on the phone. Yeah, like but, that threw me so off. I'm like, wait a minute. And then the bunny say thing, your like, name. Like that really, really got me. I was like, that kind of felt like it. Kind of felt like the twist from uh, um, um, Saw. To be honest yeah. with you, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? He was in the room the whole time. Like, yeah. It made a lot more sense, and everything kind of fell into play. And that's 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 a risk for movies because they did a good job in that sense where it's like the movie felt wonky, like out of place the whole time until you get the reveal because. You know, the father felt like they weren't really into him at all. Like they didn't really go into him too much. Yeah, he was very he was very surface level. Surface level, right? And then, but he would, but then they would keep on going to the girl. But the girl didn't really play a part in any of it. Yeah, so I'm like, why is she like so hesitant? Part to- of this? well, why is she part of this when she doesn't even feel like she's relevant to the story because yeah. she's not involved or she doesn't seem to be involved. But then you realize that she's been protecting herself mentally by uh, believing that her father was alive. And all his wrongdoings was actually her. Yeah. Actually, what would have been 10 times crazier is if the character of Rachel was played by somebody completely different. Like an older, like, like she's already a, a grown woman. Oh. So she's not a teenager that can find. No, she is a full grown woman that completely still sees herself as a little girl that her that she's probably used to, to but that he passed away. That would have been crazy. I would part, I would have blown my mind on top two. of blowing my mind. Sweet girl part two. That <laughs> <laughs> would have blown my mind on top of blowing my mind. Yeah. So, so yeah. So in in essence, this movie was good. This movie, this the the twist made the movie good. Made the movie better. But my question no, made it good. If uh, if they did that, if that movie did not have that twist, I would have ignored the whole movie. I would have been like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And, and it's not mo- against Jason Momoa. It just felt. Like I said, it felt like they were trying to do the whole um, movie with uh, Harrison Ford and Tommy Jones, but without the without the connection of the two characters. Yeah, without the because in in the in the Fugitive, Tommy Jones and Harrison Ford they would talk at times and they have this dialogue between each other. So they they kind of like are an odd sense, but at the same time they're like almost similar or they have a common a common thing of yeah. Of a drive, ambition to trying to get what they need to get to. Mm-hmm. This this drive that and and that's what what lacked with with Jason Momoa's character in the movie because it was all I need to accomplish to get to the next person to get to the next person. So yeah. he didn't have a counterpart. Yeah. And then her daughter, which was supposedly trying to be the voice of reason of like yeah, trying kept to on stop judging it for everything. Yeah. yeah. She was supposed. I thought I felt like if they had more. I don't want to say dialogue, but I want to see a, a more going back and forth uh-huh. of emotions. Uh-huh. It would have, I don't know if it would have not made sense with the twist. If the twist came, I wish it was more. Um, I wish there was a third em- party. Empty stories where you like, now you look at it back and be like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so. But otherwise, like I said, the the twist really saved the movie for me, and it made the whole thing very it made the whole movie good. And I think that's because obviously I was really just just kind of signing it off and like, man, I just want to leave. <laughs> um, but I'm at home. Um, so <laughs> you want to leave? The movie's so bad, I want to leave my own house. <laughs> but no, the ending 
the ending made everything point to a better perspective. Now you're re-examining the rest of the movie to figure out if you notice the things that were implementations of what yeah. this is going to be. So it's 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 a cool kind of distraction that's coming up right like that. Yeah, and it's a good for a Netflix movie. Uh huh. That came out recently. Oh no! Like Netflix comes out else? with movies. It's just because we're not seeing a big theater. I feel like it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, but they're good movies. I mean, good stories. So I, I can't wait to, to find more. Let's see what comes up. Okay. All right, guys. Let's give it to the reviews. How many nickels you give this? I give three and a half. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say three, three and, and a half, half nickels. If if you would have asked me the first two times, I was like, yo, two, one, one, one. <laughs> One Uno's negative Uno, not negative. I would have given it a two for the first forty minutes. Is, is there a movie that you saw years ago that you thought was bad, but you think if if you watch it now, you might actually have a different opinion? Ooh, if I, if I watch it now, or if I had watched, well, no, like right now, I kind of want to watch Thirty Days of Night because I like vampire movies, right? Yeah, but when I watched that first movie. I watched it in the theater with a girl that I was dating at the time and she hated the movie so much that we had to leave in the middle of it. So I did watch the ending at home, like on a like, kind of like a bootleg situation. Yeah. But I felt like it just ruined the whole experience. Yeah. Like that experience ruined the movie. So even if I watched the ending on my own, I felt like it didn't have the same impact. So I'm wondering if I was to watch the whole thing again and, you know, obviously at home in a better situation, would I like the movie more now? That's a good, that's a good question. I can't think of a movie that the experience itself was what ruined it. You think? Yeah, that ruined it for me. That I'm pretty clear cut. Like if I don't like a movie, I don't go back to watch it. Well, no, there's some movies I think that are just bad, but then there's some movies I think because I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt because of the situation. Yeah, that potentially still because if a movie's not funny, it might not just be funny. But if a movie's kind of has more a little bit more information and depth. And I didn't notice it because I'm, you know, there was no other deaths in the room. Yeah. Then I kind of want to give it another chance. You know, all right. So here's, I don't know if you knew this, but I'll give you an example, a great example of, of one right now. So one of them was The Office. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Ch- check this out. So yeah. when the first, I, I guess is like, you know, how, like as you get older, your sense of humor, your sense of taste changes. Yeah. So when the, when The Office first came out, I was like, you know, what, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. And I watched like the the first the first season part of the second season and I was like I'm done. I can't fucking watch this. I'm not about it. I guess I was really into like slapstick comedy, like mm-hmm. very over like physical comedy and yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. So dry dry humor or dry comedy yeah. didn't hit me. Yeah. And I was like, you know, fuck this show. Fuck this show. So then one day, I guess I was in uh I was taking a business course and yeah. we were doing a presentation in my group about I guess uh, office behavior and office environment and group building. And one of my uh, team members was like, oh, I'm going to put the videos as examples. Yeah. As like pranks. And he put the office and I was like, I don't know why that's so stupid. So he put it. I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, (laughs) he saw I saw one. I thought was pretty funny. I guess it's the one with Dwight jumping on the on the bouncing balloon (laughs) and he pops it. And I thought was how I was like, oh, it's physical comedy in there somewhere. So I was like, I watched it, fucking fell in love with it. You know, it's, I can't watch the first season. I I don't like the first season at all. You don't? I like the first season. No, it's something like he like. There was something about Michael when the the first season he was like the second season he was more he was bad and annoying, but he was more like likable, cutesy, yeah, like likable. The first one he just felt like a like a jerk boss. Yeah, you know they 
we're still talking about the movie, but to get it off topic, uh-huh. that uh, they removed the diversity training episode <laughs> from their lineup. Really? Yes. Wow. Because I guess there was a scene. There was a scene that he uh, there were he was trying to do diversity day, mm. and uh, after the diversity training. He put like stickers in everybody's forehead, like he was supposed to oh, be. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember King. that. But that's one of the first seasons, yeah. Yeah, this is the first season, like episode two or three. Yeah. And uh, Kelly walks in and she doesn't have a paper in her forehead. She was like, oh, "What are you doing?" He goes like, "Oh, this is a great example. It's like you need to amplify what people think of of the other person's culture." Yeah. So he's like seeing these racy ass shit to her, uh-huh. and it got canceled because of it. Cancel culture <laughs> caught up to, and they're like, "Hey, this is really bad." And well, that's why I kind of like I, I told somebody the other day. I want to have physical copies of all these TV shows and movies, and it, probably this. I know as culture changes, there's probably going to be a time where some of this stuff is not probably appropriate to have, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of want to have my own copy just because I I like seeing the original. Like that's how I watched it. That's how I want to rewatch yeah. it. No, because I remember, like I said, Looney Tunes got rid of suicides and stuff like that. Like some episodes of uh, South Park got removed on uh, HBO Max. Well, there's two episodes that never aired. Five, there's five now. There's five. No, there there's is. two that didn't air, but they removed five different episodes in South Park. Wow. Suppose apparently. I gotta check to see which one they are. They are. Yeah. But I don't know, and it's it's just fun. Actually, going back to what you were saying, as far as uh, a show that I didn't like the first time I watched it, the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was um, I want to say Happy Liver After. Um, no, wait. Once upon a time. Sorry, it's once upon a time. Okay. Because the, I didn't like the first season. The first season just felt like it dragged. It was kind of boring. And then once the, the first season ended, and then you actually get to a different like level of the story. Yeah. I was like, I fell in love with it after that. <laughs> but that first, the first one, I was just like super bored. I just, ah man, this sucks. And then I was like, then I think Happy like, oh snap. Oh, I love this show now. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know there's another one too. Um, good, good place. Oh yeah, another movie, another show that technically it wasn't a bad show. Beginning you know, was funny, but no, that twist at the end saved it for me. Where I'm like, wow, this was worth watching. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at. From my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, Eric, or concerns, movie reviews that you would like us to discuss. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Peace.